Papal biographer and scholar George Weigel is fond of saying that for Catholics, quote, stuff matters. Welcome to another After Dinner Scholar podcast. This is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz, Director of Distance Learning at Wyoming Catholic College. Stuff matters. Stuff like our physical bodies, bread, wine, water, incense, candles, bells, linen, altars, and ashes. Catholic Christianity is deeply incarnational, rooted firmly in God's good creation. And that rooting shows itself most clearly when we worship, that is, in the liturgy of the Mass. The liturgy, wrote Father Romano Guardini, is not a matter of ideas, but of actual things, and of actual things as they are now, not as they were in the past. In order to understand the liturgy, he went on, we need to, quote, discern the living liturgy that underlines the visible sign, to discover the soul from the body, the hidden and spiritual from the external and material. Guardini was one of the towering Catholic intellectuals of the 20th century and a major influence on the thinking of Pope Benedict XVI, Pope Francis, and philosopher Joseph Pieper. Yet in 1911, Guardini, for all his erudition, wrote a little book entitled Sacred Signs, in which he gently and simply explained this connection between the material stuff of the Mass and the inner world of the Spirit. Dr. Kent Lesnowski, Assistant Professor of Theology at Wyoming Catholic College, received his Ph.D. from Marquette University, where he studied the theology of marriage and sexual ethics, that is, things both spiritual and physical. He has been teaching Guardini's sacred signs to our freshmen and can share both his own and his students' insights on the physical side of spirituality. Welcome, Dr. Lesnowski. To begin with, tell us a bit about Guardini. Uh, why did he write Sacred Signs? What was going on in the church and in the culture? So Guardini is a late 19th century and early 20th century Catholic theologian, Italian, and uh, spent most of his life in Germany. He was in the heart of the liturgical renewal. And most people, when they think liturgical renewal, they think, oh, Second Vatican Council. But in fact, the beginning of the 20th century uh, saw a dramatic liturgical renewal of the old form of the Mass. Um, Pope Pius X was very interested in getting people to understand and pray the Mass instead of simply assist at it or watch it or something like this. And so Guardini was foundational in the German renewal of liturgy uh, during the early 20th century. In his chapter about hands, the human hand, Guardini makes this statement, every part of the body is an expressive instrument of the soul. The soul does not inhabit the body as a man inhabits a house. It lives and works in each member, each fiber, and reveals itself in the body's every line, contour, and movement. I suspect, however, that most of our neighbors believe that the soul does inhabit the body as a man inhabits a house. Uh, would you comment on uh, Guardini's, actually Christianity's, understanding of the relationship between our bodies and our souls? Sure, and you're right to point out a common misconception that the soul is somehow a ghost operating a machine of the body, you know, like a crane driver operating a crane on a work site. But in fact, in Christianity, the soul is is not something the body possesses uh, as as a cup possesses or contains water, but rather it's the very act of the person's living, right? It is defined as the act of the body being potentially alive. So 
the soul is almost more a verb than a noun, right? When you think of it, it's, mm. it's what makes you alive. It's your act of being a living, rational, loving person. And so you cannot separate any part of yourself from your soul. The soul is the act of you being you. So as, as uh, he writes in the same chapter about hands, the church is fully in earnest in the use she makes of the language of gestures. Uh, and then he goes on to write about kneeling, standing, walking, striking the breast. How do gestures, uh, using the body to, to make gestures, how does that influence our spiritual lives? So I would say for Guardini, these gestures, not they don't merely influence our lives. They constitute our spiritual lives. So when I kneel, my kneeling should somehow manifest, that is, show to you what is the reality of my soul. Right? My soul is bowing down before the Almighty God whom I serve. When I stand, what am I doing? I'm not making some kind of arbitrary symbol, but I'm revealing my body, myself. I'm revealing my soul's readiness to follow the command of God given to me in the gospel. That's why we stand at the gospel, for example. Striking the breast, for example, it's not merely a, a show. It is my soul attempting to penetrate and break through the walls of indifference to sin, right? You see that? So my soul is being manifest. If I'm really making a sign, my soul is manifesting itself in these outward appearances. Because that's how the soul, that's how, uh, I'm thinking of a quote from, uh, I believe, John Paul II that says, that's the only way I know you is by what your body does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. We wouldn't be able to know each other if we didn't have these bodies. Yeah. We know our souls through, except through them. And, and the gestures act that out. They manifest the truth of what's happening in our spiritual lives. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And the same is true of stuff. As I said in my introduction, for Catholics, stuff matters. And uh, Guardini wrote about steps, doors, candles, water, bread, wine, altars, bells, ashes, and so on. Why does all that stuff matter? Does it simply point us to God, or is there something deeper going on? It would seem for Guardini and, in truth, the entire Catholic tradition that there is something much deeper going on than mere pointing. It seems that stuff, as we say, um, somehow reveals to us or, or gives us an experience of the truths that, that, that they contain. Let's just take for a moment water, right? Water, humble, simple, pure, clean, renewing, washing, right? Baptismal, we think of all these things. But at the same time, water is so much more than this. It's rich. In scripture, for example, water brings life out of the rock at Mirabah. Uh, it brings life out of the Jordan at baptism. But at the same time, what does it do? It destroys the Egyptian army. It floods the entire planet. Water is this dangerous, ambivalent reality at the same time that it's also this grace-filled cleansing reality. And so when we encounter stuff, we meet God and we meet the meaning of God in our lives in ways that if we're attentive to the realities around us, we can't run away from. Right? Think too, for example, think about, think about uh, steps. Why, why do we have steps when we go into church? It's because there's something about going up that brings us to God. What is that? What is it arbitrary, right? Maybe not, right? What is it? When we go up a stairs, we must exert ourselves. We're pushing against a force. We're working and straining against the weight of gravity. What is that showing me about the reality of my soul? When I try to worship God, I'm straining, climbing, 
pushing against the weight of sin, pushing against the weight of distraction, self-importance. And so this, the ascension of up the stairs into the church is supposed to demonstrate and manifest that when I'm in there praying, my soul is pushing against the weight of its own sin, trying to grasp at God. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, and going up as if you were on a high in a building or high on a mountain, you look down and all the things that seem so important down there look extremely unimportant from, from you know, 100 stories in the air. So true, yes. Now, Guardini's primary interest is in writing about the Mass. How can understanding and how can what he says about these sacred signs deepen our appreciation, our participation uh, when we go to Mass? Sure. So Guardini, in his thoughts about how to go about a liturgical renewal, he gives a couple of examples of what isn't the answer. So for Guardini, reading history textbooks about the Mass is not the answer. So it's not going to be enough just to know where things came from or how long this practice has been going on. But not, rather, not that that's a bad thing. No, those are wonderful things. And of course, we need to be doing them. That's essential to, to the education, not only at this school, but in every parish. However, to truly bring people to life in the liturgy is somehow to reinvite them to making the signs authentically themselves. So for example, until I have an experience where I actually kneeled as an expression of my own humility, kneeling can't mean that for me. Until I've had an experience of really being thirsty, water can't mean what it's supposed to mean liturgically for me. Until I've had an experience again of being so dirty and the water cleansing my hands, it won't mean liturgically what it's supposed to mean. So we have to encourage and invite people, put them in a position where they really make the sign, where the sign is real and not simply, okay, uh, I'm supposed to kneel and feel this kind of thing or sort of force myself to feel something when I make a certain gesture. Someone has to emerge from me. I have to genuinely make the sign. And when I can do that, then I'm able to understand the liturgy and participate in it better, right? Mm -hmm. That's, I think, for Guardini. And this education has to start in the home. It has to start with mothers teaching their children about what is water, what is the sign of the cross, what is kneeling, what is walking, how do I stand? What do these things mean inherently? And once children can do these, then they're already participating in the Mass just by their very authentic postures, right? And eventually we develop more and more about this. But again, the essence for Guardini is that when we understand the reality of a sign, then we understand what its reality in the liturgy is. You have to start with the natural if you want to get to the supernatural. Right, right. But with, with, the, with the items in the liturgy, the bread, the wine, and, sure, and, and okay. so on, you, you, there's also in the water finite holding the infinite as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And so many of the things in the liturgy, so take the candles, for example, right? Guardini says that these represent the faithful Christian standing firm before God and the, the flame of the candle is sort of the flame of their love, right? They're being consumed by the love of God faithfully, steadfastly, steadfastly in the presence of God. I mean, that's a beautiful image, right? But until you understand, until you've burned a candle in your home, right, and seen it wear down and never move in the face of its being burned, until you see a candle as a faithful source of light for me, you can't understand and, and see what that's doing in the liturgy. That's again what he's after. So same mm-hmm. too with wine, right? Unless you understand wine to be a, a wonderful sign of the joy of life, 
in, for example, a family setting and a wonderful celebration meal, it doesn't make sense to understand how it's functioning in the liturgy as the union of our love, of our very will, with the sacrifice of God, right, on the cross of Calvary. So again, all these things are finite pieces holding infinite meaning, and the liturgy is where they explode into their fullness. But if we don't meet them apart from the liturgy, then we will never fully use them properly in the liturgy. Well, I, you know, as I was reading the book, it's, it's the sort of a book that uh, certainly college students can study, but also uh, I would think even middle schoolers could study and get a great deal out of and, uh, and no grow doubt. spiritually. No doubt. I've invited my 10-year-old to read it, and he's picked up and looked at certain number wow. of things in there. Yeah, and I think it give a, a new sense for him about what does it mean to just make the sign of the cross, you know, to sort of wrap yourself up from shoulder to shoulder in the presence of God's sacrifice. What does that mean? You know, what does water mean for him? And it, it woke up a few thoughts in him, and I think it was a good thing. Uh, so I think, yeah, every home should have this book. Every mother and father who are educating their children in the faith uh, should work from this book. And um, it'll be part of an authentic liturgical renewal, like Pope Pius X, like all the popes since him have wanted, um, and, and like what Guardini has envisioned himself. As we look forward to Palm Sunday and Holy Week, Guardini's ideas become that much more poignant. On Passion Sunday, we'll rise to our feet shouting, Crucify Him! Some of us will wash feet. Some of us will have our feet washed. We'll bow and kneel and kiss the cross as our stomachs growl during our Good Friday fast. We'll experience the strangeness of Holy Saturday and feast on Easter Sunday. Because we are embodied creatures and because God became one of us, stuff matters. Stuff matters a great deal. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.